Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where Wombat's gonna figure out our tagline. What's our tagline? Our tagline is Welcome to Hell, pieces of shit. Fuck you, don't listen to this show. It's a work in progress. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host as always, John, and the co-host, Wombat. We're, we're doing this again. It's another season. We're yeah, season we're calling this one a new already. season. Yeah. How do you feel about that, yeah. John? Uh, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. I mean, I, I feel like we needed to leave season two behind. Season two was kind of crap. Um, yeah, if I'm if I'm going to be honest, yeah, partially because uh, my audio is trash and I didn't know because I don't listen to this like everyone else um, in the world. But yeah. Hello, correct. Barack yeah. Obama. What? <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, I, I feel like it's a fresh start. We're, we're ready for this. We've we've we talked last week about the changes we were going to make, and then uh, well, I specifically mentioned how they were all bad. All of the ones that Wombat mentioned were bad, and we came up with different ones this week that were not all bad. I mean, they're new is, takes on the base of what I suggested. Eh. <laughs> eh. So, John, season three, that's when a show really shows you what it's made of, I think. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the first season, nobody knows their parts. Like, everyone's just coming into it fresh. They, like, how's, how's, um, Buffy going to know, like, what being Buffy is? Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't know what being Buffy is like. And then, like, season two... They get an idea of it, and they're getting comfortable. And then at season three, that's when they know. That's when they're not acting out their... They are their character, and that's when it gets good. Yeah. Or it's when the show really shows you that it's not going to work. Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or you get to that point, and Buffy has no fucking idea at this point. <laughs> yeah, it, it becomes clear that they had they had an idea for what to do with the first season, and then after that, they, they were playing it by ear, and they are creatively dry. You know? Yeah. That's what season yeah, three no is. No idea what's going it, on. It, it's, it, it, it's the make it or break it point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is our make it or break it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Unfortunately, you are correct. <laughs> uh All right. Well, um Hey, what was your glowing weak point this week? We, uh, we actually had a week. So, we did. You know, unlike last time. Uh my my glowing weak point is is Avril Lavigne's new album Love Sucks? Oh, listen, okay. listen, we're in that we're in that sweet spot of nostalgia right now, where everybody is nostalgic for like late nineties, early two thousands, like pop punk, like Blink One Eighty Two, Fountains of Wayne, Some Forty One. You know, that's what we're yeah, pining yeah. after, and Avril Lavigne is pining after. Her own pop punk period. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. She, she's nostalgic for Skater Boy, and Love Sucks is like, oh, it's, it's Skater Boy again. Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> uh, it's my good. My brother... My brother is a big Avril Lavigne fan, and I mean he's been to a bunch of her concerts. Um, he, he he'll travel to like Washington D.C. to go to a concert. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's done it at least once, uh, if not huge twice. Avril Lavigne fan. Got it. Yeah, he 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 really likes her, and uh, yeah, I think he might have gotten a shirt for Love Sucks. <laughs> I remember him talking about the album the other day, and I don't remember why he brought it up, because I really don't listen to Avril Lavigne. Like, it comes out, I, I have nothing against her. She's just, you know, not one of the people I typically listen to. Right. Um, I mean, usually same, but I'm, I'm, I am in that demographic of nostalgic for late 90s, early <laughs> 2000s pop punk. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're you're not wrong there, because um, I also, what was it? This, um, it was like two weeks ago. I went on to I I, I listened through Amazon Music because I have a Prime account and uh, it's it comes free with that the the music, so I can listen to whatever the hell I want for the most part. Right. Um. And I've used iTunes in the past, and iTunes, it's, I don't like it. it. I know it's it's the standard, but I hate it, and it sucks. I haven't used it and, since uh, I had an iPod, so I don't even yeah, know what it's like same, anymore. Same. Like, <laughs> I tried using it a little bit into me having a, you know, a phone that could use music, uh, but I was like, nah, this is lame. And then I did a Google Play Music uh, account. Which doesn't even exist anymore. Um, As most Google products don't. Correct, yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, that worked fine, I guess. But then everyone was going to Spotify, and I was like, well, I could pay for Spotify, or I could just use this free thing that I already am paying for. Like, yeah, uh, like, like I'm like, already I paying for Prime, so I might as well use the stuff there. I stopped paying for Spotify and I use YouTube music now because I already yeah. pay for YouTube premium so that I don't have ads when I watch it on the television. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I paid for it, then yeah, I probably would. Especially since uh, since I had all of my music on um, Google Play Music, the... Uh, they all got, like, my entire library got transferred into YouTube Music. It just sucks to play it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, because of that, it was like two weeks ago, I went through and I was like, I'm, I feel like I want good music again. <laughs> and so I went yeah. back through and yeah, I've got like Blink-182 songs on there. I've got, um, what's the... Trying to think of the uh, the bigger names that I have on there. Um, I mean, Green Day. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got Green Day. Um. Uh, um Cascada. Oh, um, a bigger name. Yeah, Coldplay. <laughs> uh, 
Evanescence. I mean, one song, but... (laughs) See, I don't even know if I am necessarily nostalgic for that era of music. Part of me just wants to hear guitars again. Yes! Thank (laughs) you! I'm so tired of pop music today, and it's aversion to the guitar. Like, just... Yeah. There's... It's a, it's I mean, an instrument that's it'll, it'll lasted so around. long for a reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll cycle back around, but yeah. the Goo Goo Dolls. Ugh. Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In sync. Pink. I mean, I'm more of a Backstreet Boys kind of guy, but. Oh. Just back. All right. Justin Timberlake and his backup band are okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you ever listen to Postal Service? Yes. The yes. I love the. Po- I I grew up on the Postal Service. For for anyone who doesn't know, the Postal Service is uh the guy from uh Death Cab for Cutie, and I don't know who the fuck another guy is, but they made a single <laughs> album of fucking amazing music that then got co- covered by people like Mumford and Sons and that became more popular for some reason. Fuck that. Yeah. Listen to the Postal well, Service. I have it on vinyl. Anything, anything Mumford and Sons did became hugely popular. The They did like know. a they did they covered like such a great heights and I, I think it was uh-huh. And that became more popular than the Postal Service version of Such Great Heights. I mean, that is going to be the standard one to go to, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, like the District bummer. Sleeps Tonight. But anyways, let's move past this. <laughs> I like um, Silhouettes. Okay, that one's good. Yeah. Uh, I haven't actually gotten to my glowing weak point, so let's just hit that and move on. Uh, my glowing weak point was actually working on glowing weak point this week oh really i i genuinely enjoyed uh coming up with ideas and and working through them with you i thought that was a lot of fun and, it was uh, it made me really excited for this season so if i'm excited then you should also possibly be and maybe listen oh um, i thought you were talking and... to me for a second no <laughs> but like i i genuinely am excited I, I i think we we had some some cool ideas even if like one of them we didn't do uh because it would just take too much time yeah it would have involved adding a new another like a fourth segment to the show and i had to be yeah. like we already go like two hours sometimes <laughs> yeah i feel like possibly we could do it like, if we wanted to, we could, like, take a season where we just lose one of our segments, and then we do that instead. But, um, yeah. Not this season. It Not this season. That would be too much of a change at once. Yeah. Speaking of changes, we're coming up on our very first one. Um, we're going to talk this week about what games we've played. And uh, you wanna you wanna hit the the mutual one at the beginning? Sure. Let, let's talk about One Punch Limited Edition. Let's see if we have so, uh, any, any similar thoughts about this one. <laughs> okay. So what we're gonna be doing each week, it or each week that we talk about what games we played, is going on the Google Play Store and picking out 
a cheap game. I mean, it's it's got to be like three bucks or less. Cheap or um, free. Yeah, cheap. Well, free is the, the ultimate form of cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the preferred for, form. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, this one's actually on sale, so it's a little bit weird because normally it's a $15 game. And uh, right now it's uh, Buck. I have thoughts about that. I think there's a reason for that. I think it's probably going to stay at a buck. I think it's a permanent sale. But um, it says only yeah. seven more days. But uh, yeah. So we'll uh, see. <laughs> yeah, uh, One Punch Limited Edition is a two-button fighting game. I guess. Is it? Y- y- yes. <laughs> I mean, you fight I mean, punching bags. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not necessarily. You could also fight. Let's see. What else have I unlocked? Uh, um, you could fight mannequin piss. Um, uh, were you able to navigate this game better than I was? Because I only had the three version uh, versions of the punching bag games. Oh, oh, yeah, because you never unlocked the fourth one because you're trash. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's the Moai. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, you, you can, you can fight fish cakes. Okay. Angry chickens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you can fight multiple things. Um, so basically, the way the game works is you have seven spaces on the screen and you stand in one of them. And the rules are, you have a button to move and a button to punch. If you are next to a punching bag and you press the punch button, you break it and you, you know, another one appears somewhere else. If you are not next to one, you press the move button and it takes you one step closer to, you know, one space closer to the um, punching bag. If you press the move button while you are next to one, you die. If you punch while you are not next to one, you die. So it's kind of a Twitch game of, and I don't mean the uh, streaming service, I mean the act of moving fast, uh, where you're you're moving to get to things and then you're you're punching to punch them and they like tell, they spawn right behind you frequently, so you just have to mash the punch button despite the fact that you think that you need to move. And it's, really that's the only problem with this is the psychological cues that it gives you screws you up. Yes. The, uh, it, it shows you where the next location is going to be, and, and so as soon as I hit the thing, I'm like, okay, well now I need to move towards the next location, but sometimes it's directly behind me and I don't actually need to move, and so I just end up yeah. running into the punching bag. Like, that or happens even, so I'll, often. I'll have a problem where I'll just get into a rhythm, and then I'll see, like, the arrow for where the next one is going to appear be on top of the one I'm about to punch. And it's it's just human nature to think arrow means go here. Yeah, move. Yeah, move there. So, so when it appears, I press the move button as just because, you know, you got to go fast. You, you want to get as far as possible, and... As you go, the um, the timer speeds up, so you don't have as long between button presses. Um, at, at the beginning, it's hugely uh, easy. Like you can you could take like five seconds to think about what your next press is. But 
I mean, once you get to like 100, 150 or so punches in, then it really, you, you get, you get moving. Um, and it screws you up. And, and that's the only difficulty of this game at all is it's, it's specially designed to psychologically screw with you and make you mess up. Yeah, I wish the arrow um, was pointing to where I should be as opposed to where the punching bag is going to be. Yeah. Now, you can change the um, type of arrow, which I did a couple times, and it always screwed me up. Um, and you can also turn it off so that the uh, the arrow doesn't show up which I tried for a bit and it was just screwing me up more. <laughs> so, but part of that was cause I did that late in this and I was already practiced on the other. Um, but anyways, there's, there's four game modes, um, uh, and a champion, uh, PVP mode, which we never did. We, we probably should have, but I wasn't good enough. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you aren't, uh, <laughs> I was best. I, I was well, best at the second, the second mode called Jab Jab. Um, oh, Jab Jab is very. Fun. But let's let's. Oh, so we we basically already talked about one punch mode, which is the standard mode. It's also the mode you use to unlock most of the things in the game. Uh, the others are just they thought that it would be fun, so they threw it in there, and they're right. They are fun. They're kind of more fun. Yeah, they're better, um, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, so and one it punch sucks mode that they has, don't give you as many coins. Yeah, one punch mode has only one punching bag on the screen at a time, and you move to it and you punch it. Um, jab jab mode has uh, instead of having a move and a punch button, it has a left punch and a right punch button, and it just constantly throws them at you, and so you just have to like punch the ones in the right order and yes yeah, the, like, the punching bags are on curtain rods that are constantly like coming towards you so yeah so you have to be like right 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 left left right right left, left breath blah 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 and, yeah. until you eventually screw up but yeah i've gotten to like two or three hundred with that it's great i <laughs> um, love that one it is it's very fun assault mode is similar except it um Instead of like the punching bag coming up and waiting for you to hit it, it's uh, it, it's swinging towards you, and yes. you have to hit it so away. Yeah, if you don't hit it, then it hits you and you die. Um, but it's basically the same thing, except slightly less fun, uh, in my opinion. You you ha there's a lot more waiting, whereas the other one really is just mindlessly speed tapping. And also, like, sometimes they come in so close together that the second punch doesn't go off fast enough, and you get hit by something that you were you were clearly going yeah. to hit, but it got you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, one, I uh, didn't like it as much, so I didn't play it as much. And two, when I saw that um, there was nothing you unlocked from it, I stopped doing it. <laughs> Uh, so I did that one the least. Well, the second least, I'd say. Uh, the fourth mode, which Wombat never unlocked, is the 100 punches mode. And it is... Um, it's like one punch mode in every way, except it doesn't matter how many you punch. It matters how fast. So one punch mode, you can go 
forever. I mean, there's collection unlocks that are for, like, getting 250, you know, plus kills in a thing. And, you know, that in, in one punch mode. And so it, it doesn't matter how fast you do it, just so long as you get 250 or whatever. Um, the 100 punches mode is you have to do exactly 100 punches of these these bags and you're moving and you're punching them but it ranks you based on how fastly how quickly you got 100 punches done oh god i would never be able to do that (laughs) (laughs) but i mean so here's here's the thing about it it doesn't have a timer for you it's not saying you have to do this within uh 100 seconds or you lose it's just uh you set your record and then you beat your record and you can also compare your record to the top um, i see cuz yeah there there are there is ranking for each one of these modes um i am ranked 4317 i'm in the top 12.6569% oh good job <laughs> nice thanks <laughs> but yeah uh you know it's it was a fun game um it's it's got collectibles that you can unlock so you can you can change what your fighter is uh i am i'm using nero who's a cat girl i wanted to um, buy this like a uh, high school girl who seemed to be using daggers and doing flip shits but she uh yeah. she, she costed more premium currency than the game gave me and i wasn't going to buy any <laughs> so i ended up no. going with this uh this girl in a green shirt named shoko okay you got shoko yeah okay uh yeah i mean they're they're all attractive including the men uh so that's nice you can change your your punching bag like i said before you can punch you know, there, there's a bunch of different types of punching bags, but then they've got other things like you could fight the the Moai heads or a, a, a baguette, um, a, a, a Tetris, big fish. yeah, you know, a chess king, stuff like that. You can also change the uh, punch effect, and uh, lastly, you can change where you are punching. So it it starts out with the gym unlocked to begin with. And then you can you can unlock like cherry blossom festivals or pyramid or hot now, springs or Hawaii. That's all unlocked though through one of two currencies. There's the coins that you get through playing that they hand out in very sparing quantities, and it takes two hundred to buy a to buy a box that has random whatever inside of it. Almost yeah. all of my boxes were just different effects for the uh, the punch, and I was like, "This is lame." Um, yeah, I I actually managed to get a couple characters through the box. I think my first one um, was a was a character. I think I got that Nero guy. You no. okay? Yeah, or Devil something. I didn't use him because I I don't play as dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, near near is a girl. You got devil. Yeah, I got devil. Which is right next to Nero. Um, 
But then I didn't get another character after that, and I did play a fair amount of this game. Um, and then the premium currency, which you can use to buy a specific thing that you want, but there seems to be no way of getting it aside from purchasing it. And as this is a game that I've already paid for, um, I'm not going to <laughs> give more money. So... My my point of view with the way mobile games are is that, yes, you have paid for the game, and yes, you do have access to everything in the game, but if you got X amount of enjoyment out of the game, I have no problem giving money back to the game. Sure. I haven't... I'm not. I'm not doing it with this, like, <laughs> or pretty much any of, any of the mobile games we're going to review, uh, but... <laughs> Like I, I, I have no objection to there being, um, a a way to give money back to the developers if if you're enjoying a game, whether it's you know a game you paid for or a game that was free. I don't mind. Uh, what I do mind is if it's required for you to get certain things or if it's uh simply ridiculous to even consider getting any of the things uh otherwise, but. While you're right, playing the game doesn't give you a whole lot of um, rewards um, in terms of coins. The box that you get every three hours gives you a pretty pretty hefty handful of coins. So every three hours. Yeah, yeah. The uh, coin bomb box. It's in the top right corner of the um, the play screen. And you click on it, you just... And you can get free coins. It's it's a random amount. It's like between 15 and 60. I kept um, tapping on that and nothing happened. <laughs> like, there's the box that charges up while you play, and that gives you between 1 and 15, which is fucking nothing. Yeah. That, correct. That's that's nothing. No, the the coin bomb box on the the main play screen when you can choose what mode you're gonna play, and it's in the top right corner next to the uh, daily bonus um, watch clock thing. Um, and yeah, like every three hours, it gives you a a pretty good number of coins. I see. And then you know, just getting the coins through play. I feel like if you're playing this just a little bit a day you could probably open a gift box every day yeah for um, an explosion and, and effect so, yeah, well I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it'll give you uh duplicates no what so, i mean is, what, what i mean is i got i i opened i think four boxes while playing the first one was devil and then the next three Oh no, I opened five because I did get the Maui statue head thing. Um, yeah. So I got that, and then I got uh, yellow punch effect, firework punch effect, and explosion punch effect. Yeah, I mean, I, I played this a little bit more than you, and I think I opened up like eight or nine boxes, and I ended up getting three characters and a, another place you could fight at and about yeah you know, multiple 
of everything else. So like I it it was a pretty good split for me, but it is just RNG, so y- you don't know. Yeah. I I don't think that the um I think I would be madder about the premium currency thing had I paid the full $15 for it. I think if it's a if it's normally a $15 game and they have this fucking premium currency in it, that's a it's a little bit much. You you're yeah. asking a little much. But since I paid a yeah. dollar for it or $2, I don't remember which. Mhm. Like it's it, a, not not too bad. It's a tad more acceptable, but if it goes back to fifteen dollars, like they say it will, it my opinion changes. It's not acceptable. <laughs> so so I'm curious about a couple things. Um, which is I know that there is another version of this game. This is One Punch Limited Edition. I I know there's just regular One Punch, and if you're looking at the shop screen, um, there are. Th- three or two places you can spend money one you can just straight up buy diamonds um two you can buy double coins which i think is a permanent unlock where it gives you a thousand coins just right off the bat and from then on all coins are doubled which is great yeah uh for for three bucks now it's it's 40 percent off right now from its usual five um and then there's Trainer, which gives you unlimited revives, 400 diamonds, and 200 coins. And I have Trainer, and I'm assuming you also have Trainer, and I'm assuming it comes from buying it, the limited edition version, because I know the other one is free. And that has me a little bit uh, worried and or disgusted with the potential of the fact that it's maybe the free version of the game like if you lose then you have to wait for like half an hour to be able to play oh, again no. or spend money yeah if that's so, but true, i don't know that's that... disgusting i and i don't know i don't know but i mean again if it's 99 cents for you to i mean right now uh to get it and not have to wait time to do that then i mean that's that's 99 cents well 99 cents well spent yeah it's a fine enough game it's fun yeah i i enjoyed it i mean i'm still gonna uninstall this but yeah uh, (laughs) but i mean if i'm ever bored and it does have cloud saves so you can you can save it and then re-download it at a future time and play it again um and i might do that sometime but uh not right now Okay. All right. Well, that that was that. Tell me about Xenoblade Chronicles. Um. Listen, I put this on this list like three weeks ago when we were we when we still hadn't played, <laughs> hadn't talked about games played. I haven't I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles in so long. I'm still inside the Mechonis. It's okay. It's a daunting task to go up the Mechonis, not because it's hard at all. It's not. In fact, any difficulty that comes from going up the Mechonis is my own fault because I don't want to play with Shulk in the party all of the time. And all of the enemies in Mechonis are Mechon. And so not uh, not all of my characters deal damage to Mechon unless they've been toppled. So... 
Like, that's the only difficulty that ever rises up in going through McConaughey. It's just that there's so little story also happening. Like, it's a... It's a... I've... It's... I'm sad. I'm sad. The the story has hit a, like, a slow point where, like, we know where the bad guy is, and there's just, like, five areas between me and him that I have to walk through for reasons. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I'll get back to it, but this is this is the point okay. where Xenoblade makes me go. You could have trimmed the game down a bit, guys. You you could have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, here I'm actually gonna throw a couple extra ones on mine. Uh, that are not gonna be on here, but I'll talk about them anyways. Um, one of the things that uh we did. Uh, for the mobile game was we both downloaded uh, the Google Play games. Right, you sent that to I me hate- and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, so you can keep track of your achievements. Speaking of, um, right now I am winning. Uh, I have eight achievements and he has six. We'll see how this goes throughout the rest of this. You were better also, at one punch than me. Not not going to be doing anything with, with achievements except for this. So, like, now that now that we're done with this, deleting the game, won't get any more achievements with it. We'll see what we... how that levels out in the future. Um, but the Google Play Games app comes with some games on it. Um, and it, it comes with, like, the basic games, like Minesweeper... Which, uh, it's, it's a bad version of Minesweeper because it's hard to control. Like, every time you click a square, it pops up with a menu asking whether you want it to be a full click or a flag. It just slows everything so down. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, only yeah. play Minesweeper on a computer. Yeah. Well, no... Because, like, I, I play Minesweeper. I've, I've had two different Minesweeper apps on um, on mobile. And they all have the same thing of, like, you click, it, it digs the hole. You hold click, it places a flag. Which makes it really easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's standardized. And then this, this group, like, every time you click anything, you get a second menu. It's dumb. I saw that this also had uh, Pac-Man, which I'm never going to play. But Pac-Man is there. Uh, it's yeah, correct by uh, Toru Iwatani. Yeah, yeah. bastard. Um, Sexist piece it's of shit. From it's from the Google Doodle back in the day. That was a working version of Pac-Man. It's the same Doodle. Um, I played it just to see how it was. It controls awfully on mobile because. <laughs> You have to like drag your finger in a direction to change what direction you're going as pack. It's it's terrible. Uh, spe- same way Snake is also terrible. Um, all these games and... that are played very explicitly with like directional buttons, and they're like, but what if finger? <laughs> yeah, and and the the crazy part is, you can make a directional pad on the screen you can you could just have one you can <laughs> lots and lots of games do it and you know what it always works except for you you decided not to do it because you're trash 
Um, there's cricket, which is just you it, you play cricket, the British game. Um, but it's really just swing the bat at the right time. So just tap the screen at the right moment. It's bad. Whirly Bird is a tilting game where you're jumping up things and bouncing on trampolines and you just tilt your phone left and right to you know, lean in a direction. Uh, Gyro controls are at least better for phones than a yeah. D-pad yeah. controls. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, there's solitaire, and I it has two modes, easy and hard. And easy, you draw one card each time. Hard, you draw the typical three. I have won it once on easy. And I have played like five or six, and it it's i don't know what it is it's just they've got bad rng behind there for hiding cards uh it sucks i hate it <laughs> uh and hop mania which is frogger and honestly frogger was probably one of the best of these games yeah um it's it's just standard frogger um there's there's <laughs> there's a button to go forward and a button to go back Ooh. and that's all you need <laughs> uh-huh okay. so yeah uh google play store great for friends and achievements bad for everything else cool um i'm gonna talk about another game here real quick since i have two more on this list than you do um yeah one Her- more horizon forbidden west i've given yeah, up yeah. on Fuck Horizon oh. Forbidden West. I'm pr- wow. I'll probably never play it again. Listen, Horizon it's interesting that uh in 2017 Horizon for Zero Dawn and Zelda Breath of the Wild both came out like like a week apart from each other, right? And uh-huh. and Breath of the Wild was like the hugely more popular game and uh, Zero Dawn kind of got like like forgotten about, even though Horizon Zero Dawn is a way better game than Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, having never played it, I will agree. <laughs> like, it's just it's so insanely better. But you know, Breath of Breath of the Wild was open world Zelda, and people fucking flipped their shit. Uh, yeah, and then. Horizon Forbidden West comes out five years later and within a week of another big release, Elden Ring. Also a big open world game from a big company everybody likes from software, you know. And once again, Forbidden West left behind because everybody's talking about Elden Ring, you know. And this time, (laughs) Elden Ring's better. Forbidden West sucks. (laughs) <laughs> it's too big the uh the side quests just lead you in like random directions across the world the the first game did a really good job of having the big side quests lead you through the world and like to the next area you were going to go anyway um for yeah. forbidden west just says hey go over here okay that's it now head back to where you were and do the other side quest you stupid piece of shit Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it doesn't give you the machine parts as quickly as the first game did. Like, like the rarer parts drop super rarely. 
to the point where you almost never see some of them. And so it, it, the game just wants you to like fight these dudes over and over until you get the drop you want. And so I don't have time for that. And, uh, and there's like shit just, just populating my map that I never want to do. Like, like who is here for racing? Why are we racing on machines? This is stupid. Yeah. Like, like I didn't want to do that in fucking Witcher 3. <laughs> Why would I do it here? I mean, it's a classic. It's like uh, Super Mario 64 started it. Like, you have a world, you're going to do racing in it. But it, it, it's, it's nobody, so lazy. Nobody likes the racing segments. But we do it anyways. Like, the only reason I did the racing in Witcher 3 was because it was pretty much the only way to get packs that, that let you carry more items. <laughs> Forbidden West doesn't even have that going for it. So, <laughs> I don't see the point in racing. I'm never going to do it. <laughs> and, like, the, the first yeah. game had the pointless bullshit that I was never going to do also. Like, the hunting grounds. I don't know what hunting grounds are. I've never done one. And I don't care to. But then, but this one added, yeah. added the fucking, the racing. And then this game called Machine Strike, which is obviously just fucking trying to do Gwent. Like, like, fuck you. I'm not gonna play Machine Strike. <laughs> yeah. I will never learn what Machine Strike is. I don't even know what type of game it is. I just know it's some sort of board game inside the game, and I don't care. <sighs> Fuck you, Forbidden West. May you rot. Tell me what happened in Destiny yeah. 2. Um, shit, I haven't talked about this in a while. Um... I guess I'll talk about a story beat that happened. Um, so the, one of the, the main characters that's been in the story the most recently is Crow. Um, he's someone who used to be our enemy and then we killed him and then a ghost found him and brought him back to life, which means he doesn't have his memories of his former self and he's a completely different person. Um, so it is and, essentially and they been killed some, the previous character and... Made yeah. a new character, yeah. Yes, but it's still there's there's some like there's some interesting moral and ethical questions there of like everyone who sees him and he's a guardian now. Everyone who sees him sees the former person who was a monster and murdered us, right? Um. But now, like, you, you can't judge them based off of that because they aren't that person. But it's really hard to separate the fact that they were that person. <laughs> um, so, and and they didn't, they didn't know at all who they were or what they've done until last season when they were shown that by the previous Big Bad. Um, they, they were shown their past history and and like they didn't lie to them or anything they just actually showed them who they used to be and now they're going through a crisis of faith of like am i allowed to be here with y'all like <laughs> uh, but they're also thinking about things as like that's what i used to be and 
these enemies that we're fighting now are are just like me they were our enemies but now they have the light so should we really be treating them this way uh, and everyone's looking at him like are you an idiot yes we should be murdering them they're murdering us that's what happens <laughs> when you are being murdered when when the people when these people simply want to kill you and anyone you've ever cared for yes yes it is right to kill them <laughs> um but like they're they're doing things they're the the activity for this season is we are capturing uh hive guardians enemy guardians from another race and we are uh invading their psyche and ripping the information from their brains to find out like what their plans are and everyone's like this is probably not cool <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not a cool thing to do but also we're literally at war and we need every benefit we can get um and at the end of of the main storyline for this season which interestingly has already happened considering the fact that we are less than halfway through the season um uh we we finally finish um hunting the people and getting all the information out of them and uh one of the our allies is hooked up into a machine that and and they're they're psychics so they're using their power to with the machine to get information from them and uh he walks up and he's like well we're done uh you know we i need i'm just gonna shut this down now because uh i think that this is morally bad and um since supposedly we're done i'm just gonna shut it down immediately and does an emergency shutdown which fucking overloads everything and kills the ally <laughs> like blows him the fuck up because his ex his brain explodes from all of the psychic energy going back into him and he's like oh fuck i didn't mean to murder him but i didn't i was standing by what i thought was right <laughs> and everyone's like you fucking idiot <laughs> john you murdered him you know some things you know mash MASH went on for, like, 20-something seasons or whatever. And, like, you yeah. you can jump into any episode of MASH and you understand exactly what is happening, right? Yeah. And some things go on so long that they become an inscrutable mess, <laughs> unintelligible to anyone outside <laughs> of the long-standing culture and knowledge. <laughs> Oh, like Lost. <laughs> yes. I was mentioning to you, like, like, like Lost Season 5, I couldn't imagine picking up an episode of Lost in Season 5 and understanding anything that's happening. <laughs> and what you're <laughs> describing in Destiny is exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... To be fair, the the game does a better job of it because there's there's like dialogue after every single mission that helps you remember what's happened in the past and there there's 
like they they can do more than than I can. But also, this is a story that's taken place over five weeks, and uh, it's a continuation of a story that's been going for five years. Of, but like the, the, the <laughs> five the five weeks of doing this, like. In that time, you're probably spending like five hours at least on the storyline, and um, yeah, you you get enough time to share all the other information. Whereas I do not want to have a five hour podcast of literally just me explaining Destiny. <laughs> That's our next podcast idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John explains destiny. I mean, I'm not going to be part of that, but <laughs> I know, I know, it'll just be me. <laughs> and you know who will listen to it? Nobody. It'll get more listeners Some... than this. <laughs> <laughs> it might. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just they they keep hitting on some some good juicy story bits that um, I'm excited about because. They are doing things with stories that not a lot of games can do because they don't have the background. Yeah. I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. All right, tell me about um, Paradise Killer. Ooh, okay. So Paradise Killer might be my favorite game ever made. It might it might top the best of the year list every year for the rest of my fucking life if I hadn't made that rule where it can't. Paradise Killer is a... It's got like a vaporwave aesthetic and sound to it. Um, It takes... It takes place in an alternate universe, alternate dimension where these people who have made themselves immortal and worship uh, space demons... That they see as gods. Like, like, they, they live there and then they kidnap people from our society and, and enslave them and force them to worship their demon gods until, like, the, the world that they're living in currently becomes infested, infected by demons and then they have to build a new one and then they slaughter everybody, kidnap whole new ones and start all over again. That's the mm-hmm. that's the world that this takes place in and that is just background information because the actual game you're playing is a murder mystery <laughs> where the leaders of that society have all been killed like in the lead up to a, an island transition so there's like seven people left on the island and and you've been exiled so you're like other than the judge who is literally not allowed to leave the courtroom chambers ever like they've tied themselves to the courtroom so they couldn't have killed the council other than them you are the only person who could not have killed the council because you've been exiled and so yeah but you're a detective so they call you back from exile to investigate the murder. And okay. and it's it's open ended. So you can go and talk to the characters, you can explore the island and find clues and stuff. You can do it in whatever order you want. 
And so, okay. and so the game becomes this, the this like like puzzle of seeing like who's lying to you. It's everybody. What are they lying about? Which is important. Uh, Everything. No, because they will tell you the truth about certain things, but then other things they will lie about until you have the proof that they did do it, and then they still lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> you will you will wave a piece of paper in their face being like no this this log says that this is what happens and they'll be like well the log lies <laughs> i know the truth seems <laughs> accurate <laughs> and, and the the only like consistent not really aid but like accompaniment you have in in your journey is this uh low level demon who doesn't even have like a physical form and so he just keeps popping up in random places around the island um his name is shinji uh his dick is out all the time it's it's got a oh, it's got a three-eyed sensor like like smiley face over it <laughs> and he's and he's always double flipping you off with two of his four arms <laughs> wow and he pretty much just shows up to like either ask you um philosophical or existential crisis questions <laughs> or to just say you're a piece of shit and everybody you like is a piece of shit because it's important to remember that every single one of these people are immortal beings who enslave and murder people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can you can grow to like them or dislike them on a personal level. But no matter what in the greater scope of things, every single character in this story is a monster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. And it all culminates in one big trial at the end where the the evidence you found and how you go about presenting it um, determines who lives and who dies. And you can convict the wrong people. There's not a there's not a correct answer. Like if you have okay. if you have the evidence to say this person did it. Even if there's better evidence suggesting that somebody else did it, you can still convict that person of that crime, and they you will execute them at the end for it. Okay. Yeah. So huh. you could essentially execute everybody except judge. <laughs> because again, judge did nothing wrong. Judge is the perfect arbiter of law and order uh we have gone through a lot of time already we have um we gotta make these last too fast which is gonna be hard for you <laughs> um it might be hard for you too did you finish this game no uh so i played like 10 minutes of sword art online re hollow fragment and then it looked um, like shit and played like shit so you stopped no, I, I didn't mind it. It was just, it's, the, the one thing I wanted to mention was, it's it's weird, because it says, uh, everything online says that it includes the previous game, but it's starting after this, the previous game, so I don't, Under, I don't know what don't to know. believe. 
Yeah, I I don't know what to believe there. Maybe it's a like, flash literally forward. Everything online, maybe. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to mention was the fact that you can make your own character. <laughs> yeah, it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't matter because every cutscene still just shows Kirito. But like, you can play as a girl. But then you're Kirito just, in the cutscene. But then you're Kirito again. Yeah. Like it literally doesn't matter. No. So I like, don't understand why, why, why they why, put that there. I was so confused. Why do you give us the choice? <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Okay. Elden Ring. So I'm just going to give you my experience in Elden Ring in Microcosm. There's a the first real boss is named Godric the Grafted and I play as a a pretty straightforward strength based character. I wield a great sword. Um mostly two-handed. Sometimes I pull the shield up, but I I mostly go two-handed at this point. Okay. But Godric the Grafted wrecked my shit. Every single time I went up against him, he fucking destroyed uh-huh. me. So what yeah. What I did is I found, I went through my weapons inventory, and I found a faster weapon called the Hook Claws. And the Hook Claws, you could dual wield, and you have two Hook Claws. That's the two-hand form. And... Yeah? And the hook claws deal blood loss, so so it builds up blood loss, and then when it when the blood loss meter fills up on the enemy, the they like hemorrhage blood, and it just deals a shit ton of damage to them. Yeah. And so I completely changed up how I played the game to defeat Godric. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's pretty much how you'd have to play these games. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> we can move on. I can talk right. more about Elden Ring next week. Like you said, we got Okay. I'll I'll keep playing this one, you know. I had to get my thoughts of Forbidden West out because I'm never talking about it again. But <laughs> Elden Ring okay. is going to be around. Game facts. This week we're talking about Donald Land. Weird choice. Donald Land is a platformer developed by Seichi Ishii and Shogo Sakai amongst others, at Data East for the Famicom. There's a familiar name. Mm-hmm. In Donald Land, you play as Ronald McDonald. Uh, I thought this was going to be a Donald Duck game. <laughs> Known in Japan as Donald McDonald. What? Yep. Well. Platforming. Th- ours are difficult. Platforming through various levels. That's true. Throwing apple it, bombs it, it and rescuing his captured companions from the original character, Gumon, a violent, scary clown. Not Gabumon? No, not Gabumon. Gumon. Damn. I like how he throws apple bombs. Like. Like, why? <laughs> 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 like, like, uh, he's, he's red, so is he like the red goblin and... Aren't apple slices a normal, like, uh, side item to kids' meals at McDonald's? They are, they are now. Were they I don't they remember then? them being back in 1988. You weren't alive um, then. 
<laughs> but yeah. And in 1993, when I was born, and also when good things happened, um, I I don't remember it happening then either. That means when you were a baby, you could have listened to Weezer's Blue album. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Probably did. Probably did. Probably where you get your good good taste in music. Uh huh. Exactly. Because it definitely wasn't Pinkerton. <laughs> Throughout his journey, he travels from hometown world through lakeside world, forest world, sky world, oasis world, cave world. Is this a Kirby game? <laughs> Pond world, harbor world, ocean world, ghost town world, dark forest world, and finally castle world. A satanic castle full of undead. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Also, Pond World is absolutely a swamp. It's a swamp. It's, it's not a. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely a swamp. I mean, there's like alligators and it's swampy. Yeah, it's it's a swamp. I mean, I've lived near a pond that had alligators. You lived in Florida, which is Florida doesn't have ponds. Florida is a swamp. <laughs> That's it. It's it's a swamp filled with swamp people and swamp politics. John, John, when I lived, when I was nine, and I I lived on a on a citrus farm, um, yeah. And the landlady, she was building her her like house. So at the time, she lived inside like a little camper, and the camper was in a semicircle shaped pond. And in the pond that was freely accessible to everyone on the property were three alligators that had yep. eaten her dogs before. Yep. And she did not get yep. rid of the alligators. <laughs> dumbass. It's just dumbassery. My little brother was six. And he's living on this property with alligators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Florida. That's Florida. That's Florida. <laughs> As he progresses through the extremely difficult game, there are no invincibility frames after damage, and you throw your apple bombs in a perfect parabola, making most things next to impossible to hit. Ronald can stop at McDonald's restaurants and power himself with Big Macs and Nugs. <laughs> yeah I don't John who yes do you eat Big Macs um I don't go to McDonald's as much as I'd like but when you do do you eat a Big Mac <sighs> I have I I mean I don't really have a, a set thing that I get at McDonald's. I'm just so confused I mean, by the Big Mac. They've got good fries. You, you you don't like the middle bread? Yes. You know what's going on? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why did? Do... I mean, that's the only way you get Big Mac sauce, though, which is pretty good. But why do people like the middle bread? <laughs> it's just the way they're different. <laughs> you gotta have something. No, you don't. The double quarter pounder is right there. Is it great? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I I really don't go to McDonald's nearly as much as I'd like to. 
but that's because there's a Burger King within walking distance of my oh, house. Oh, but those fries are shit. The- they are. <laughs> I, I, I 100% agree. They are. Um, the only worst fries are inside out. Or in and out, I mean. In and out. Um, in and out fries are worse. But you don't the, have in and out the, yet. The old crystal fries were worse. The new crystal fries are better. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wendy's fries yeah. when they remember to salt them correctly. Wendy's fries are okay. But so often they fail to salt them. Yeah. I mean, like, Wendy's fries are kind of boring, in my opinion. Like, you, you need something different in your fries. Freddy's fries are pretty good. Uh, Do you have Freddy's? I, I like... No, I don't have Freddy's. Oh, damn. They have, like, a um, shoestring fries and this delightful see, fry sauce. See, sh- shoestring fries are good because they're different. Um, I like wedges. Wedges are good because they're different. Um, crinkle fries are kind of the normie different fries. Uh, curly fries are best. Even though Arby's Waffle as a fries whole sucks. Are okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Arby's has one thing that's good, and they haven't had it on their menu for a while because it's one of their, their limited time offerings. Uh, but it's their pork belly sandwich and oh, <laughs> it's so good i mean that's just because pork belly is good so if they're using real pork belly <laughs> correct and they are yeah it's 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 pork belly with like the french fried onions on top oh that's nice oh it's so good should, but you, they you haven't had it in you a can while. just make a pork belly sandwich at home though <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to like, because I think they they like smoke their pork belly or something to make it better. Oh, which I get basically turns it into bacon, but um, it's fancy bacon yeah. though. Yeah. Anyway, featuring classic characters from the hit show "The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald," including Mayor McCheese, the Fry Guys. Grimace and the Hamburglar, it's a surprise there weren't the usual 80s PSAs in the game as well. Surprisingly, every review I've read says despite the fact the game is 100% about McDonald's, it doesn't throw the brand in your face too much and is actually a pretty good game. So the Try Guys totally took their name from the Fry Guys, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, like really obvious. Keith, I see where you stole your name from. Uh, calling keith out specifically on this one (laughs) Uh. and as we all everybody listens to the show so i know you're listening keith yeah keith and eugene i know you're there i don't know these names even if you're barely part of the try guys (laughs) eugene shows up in like before this every other try guys video (laughs) I know too much about the Try Guys You do apparently (laughs) Cadence watches them sometimes And I end up just watching it too Uh. So uh, about Grimace Do you know what Grimace is? Isn't he the purple guy? Yeah But like Ronald McDonald's a clown Uh Mayor McCheese is a cheeseburger 
The Hamburger's a thief. Mac tonight's a moon. The Fry Guys are fries. <laughs> what do you think Grimace is? Um, I, I think I think this is. I think Aqua Teen Hunger Force is a ripoff of all of this. And so Grimace would be that one actual dude who's like really hairy and always wearing a wife beater. <laughs> That's who Grimace no. is. <laughs> no. Well, what, what is what is Grimace? I mean, he's just a purple blob. No, there, there's an official statement. There's actually, like, three official statements that uh, counter each other. Um, Is he the special sauce? Uh, no, no. There are two things that Grimace officially is. Okay. Um, I think it was uh, 2012 or... Shit. Um, yeah, 2012, McDonald's tweeted from their official account that Grimace is the embodiment of a milkshake. And I've never met a purple milkshake. <laughs> the second uh, option from 2021 by Brian Bates, um, who's a manager of a McDonald's in Canada, <coughs> revealed that Grimace is an enormous taste bud. What? <laughs> so, Grimace is either an enormous taste bud or the embodiment of a milkshake. Whatever that means. We're moving on. So, we usually talk about the companies that made the, the game a bit as well in these segments, but we've spoken about Data East in the past, as Archimedes notes here in Season 1, Episode 23, when we talked about their Deco cassette system and Burger Time. I think I think that episode's name literally just has Burger Time in the title. So I, It does. So we won't say too much about the company, besides the fact that apparently they really love hamburgers. <laughs> Which came first, do you think? Like, I know the answer. Burger Time or Donald Land? Donald Land. Incorrect. Oh, Burger Time came first? Uh, Burger Time came out six years before. So clearly, McDonald's looked at Burger Time and was like, Hey, that's the company we want to work with. <laughs> Can you imagine an update to Burger Time where you have to put in the middle bread piece as well? I remember the name of the episode now. It's called. It's titled. It's Burger Time Time. It's Burger Time. time. <laughs> oh. Despite not talking about the studio, there's two devs in particular to mention. Seichi Ishii was the lead programmer on this, who would go on to develop and direct Tekken. And Shogo Sakai would go on to become one of the lead musicians for the Super Smash Brothers franchise. Guess we all have to sell out sometimes to make our personal dreams come true. And that was just the facts. He developed Tekken? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the guy behind Tekken. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Seichi Ishii. <laughs> I can't. I think his name is Paul. 
Is that is that the name of the the American dude with the blonde hair who like stands it up? Dude, I don't know anything about Tekken. Regardless, that's my favorite like, that's my favorite Tekken character. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I literally the only thing I know is that it's a fighting game. Okay. <laughs> that's that's it. Not a big uh, Tekken head. No. You're you're thinking of Paul Phoenix? Yes. With the the hair that goes straight yeah. up. Yeah. That's my that's my that's my favorite that's my boy. Okay. See, I am I am not a fighting game person in general. And, oh, I'm not uh, either, but so I've played it with people, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I'm over at someone's house and they have Tekken, so let's play Tekken. I've I've played the first Mortal Kombat a couple times. I Maybe three times. Two times on stream and one time for real at someone's house with the actual cartridge. Um, and then I've played like a Mortal Kombat like nine or something because I was at someone's house and there was like 12 of us and we did a tournament and I'd lost, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I think I've played... Like the first Street Fighter on stream, and that's it. I entered for fighting games. I entered a Super Smash Brothers tournament once, playing. Uh, that doesn't count. Playing Robin, and I made it to the second round and lost. <laughs> that doesn't count. Which is better than I should have done Smash- because I was bad. Smash Brothers is a completely different type of fighting game. Oh, and when I first started dating Cadence, she swore up and down to me that her favorite game was uh, Mortal Kombat 10, and we played it once, and then I've never seen her booted up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time to move on, and we're just going to end the podcast here, like the the entire, not not like this episode, but the entire the show? podcast. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, Man, I don't want to talk about this book. <laughs> I I hated reading it, but I'll be honest, the more I look back on it, the less it enrages me. Like that's wrong. Like the act the act of reading it was painful, but the uh <laughs> It doesn't live in that same headspace as like the invisible shovel, you know? It doesn't it's no, okay. So it's really hard right. to get it, to that point anymore. So, <laughs> so the 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 difference there is like the the invincible shovel is hard to even consider a book. <laughs> like I've, we've spoken about this multiple times about how it's just so bad it shouldn't be considered writing, but it technically it's, has it's, to be. It, it technically has to be, but like, but it's at the level of like when he, I was in middle he, school he's, and he's, I wrote this 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 story involving me and my friends called Attack of the Pens, where pens came to life and started murdering us. Like that's the level of writing it is, except it's coming from an adult and not an eleven year old. Yeah, it, it's like it's like my uh, the other day was. I don't remember what she turned, which makes me an awful uncle. But uh, it's like my seven-year-old niece's birthday. 
Uh, and so I uh, went to their house, and uh, this is the, my first time being at their house since they just moved. And she was giving me a tour, and then, you know, seven-year-olds, they they get stopped by literally anything and then go do that for a bit. And we went to their schoolroom where they do their homework, and she's like, oh, cool, here's this, and pulled out a binder and went through all of the schoolwork she's done <laughs> for the past year about the United States and, like, how it came to be from Columbus, who did nothing and is a worthless Yeah, I was about to say, this is all just lies. Uh, like, like, everything she's been taught to, is just propaganda. Like, I don't think she's gotten to the Civil War yet, but... That's propaganda, uh, too. Yeah. You live in Georgia, yeah, in so South, I bet those yeah. textbooks involve, like, it was about states' rights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, like, and then she went through the entire binder with me, showing me and reading out for me every single schoolwork that she's done. And it was more coherent <laughs> and actual writing than the Invincible Shovel. And see, what we have today, reborn as a space mercenary, I woke up piloting the strongest starship, is actually coherent. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> this, this is for, for real. This is a real book with real writing in it that, like, flows and makes sense. And almost real characters. And almost real characters. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's different from the other in that the other one isn't real writing and it's bad. This is real writing and it's bad. Uh, but I find that much more palatable. That's bad. Yeah. It's not the writing that's bad. It's the person who wrote it. <laughs> so Ryoto, who's the uh, author of this, uh, you're a douchebag and you're a fucking pedophile, and you should burn in hell. And I'm gonna read two more books by you. And, and I wish I didn't have. Actually, to. let's let's talk about that real quick, because it is one of those things where the person is not given an age other than 15 years plus. Um, so we don't actually know her age, other than he thought it might be questionable that he was doing what he's doing. Yes, he he looked at her and was like, I hope she's old enough. And then later, he looks up the rules and goes, whew, she's old enough. <laughs> and the age limit is 15. Yeah, so that doesn't, she could this be, she could be 17, she could be 18. We just know she's at least 15. Yes, she could be 17, she could be 18, she could it, it, it doesn't matter. It would matter still be weird. we know he's like 35. He's 27. Like <laughs> He's 27. He's 27? Yeah. Ugh. It's in the second chapter. He's 27. Ugh. So. And it's, it would be so easy to just change the age and make her an adult, an adult too. Like. Yes. It's pretty easy to do that in your head even. Just be like, uh. I can just headcanon myself into she's an actual adult. <laughs> because it doesn't matter that she's a teenager at all in any way. 
but it sucks that I have to do that to tolerate reading this book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, let's get into my recap, which starts with me screaming, How do you have warp speed without technology to mitigate or nullify G-forces? John! That would... As soon as you entered warp speed, your body would fucking liquefy. <laughs> yes. yes, it would. <laughs> and and we know, because he demonstrated it in the very first chapter, that when he goes forward, it throws him back in his seat. And when he goes backward, it, like, yanks him forward. So, G-forces are fully in effect. So, faster than light should just fucking juice him. It should just juice him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it should he should be dead so that that gives you where the science in this stands oh. it doesn't exist <laughs> the world's single most boring man is one day inexplicably dragged in his, into his MMO of choice Stella Online a galaxy game where he played a space mercenary and when I say most boring, I do indeed mean he has zero personality. This man, Sato who gives a fuck, finds it noteworthy about himself that he likes carbonated drinks. Anyway, he wakes up in his over... That's the only interesting thing about him. That's his only goal in life, is carbonated drinks. Here's the thing, he, he is actually a more interesting character than that. It's just that the writer feels like... Like, he's watched too many anime, you know? So he thinks that the characters have to have gimmicks. And, and this is even explicitly spelled out later. I don't even write it into the recap because it's so not important to the book. But uh, Mimi, he asks Mimi, like, what her goals are. And she doesn't have any. So he, he just offhandedly tosses out a couple. And one of them includes, like, tasting everything in the galaxy. And then she makes that her entire life's goal to taste every single food in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he just thinks that characters need a gimmick and that they can't stand on their own. Even though uh, this guy's name, like he goes by hero most of the time because fucking of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But he is actually, like, a, a kind of cunning and clever person with, like, real skill and stuff. Like, he has a character. He doesn't need this bullshit about liking soda. But it's so stupid. It's just so, it's yeah. so infuriating. He's, in, he's, in, in, he's a more interesting protagonist than we usually get from these books. Honestly. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that, yeah. <laughs> but, but he comes across as boring because the writer thinks he's boring. The writer thinks he's writing a one-note protagonist. But he's not. Oh. <laughs> Which, I don't know what that says. Does that make him a better writer or a worse writer? A worse writer. <laughs> it, it makes him worse. <laughs> Anyway, he wakes up in his overpowered, beloved starship, Krishna. He says that twice in the span of two pages. With no map, no money, and no oxygen. He resolves that last one quickly because it would be too interesting if he woke up while suffocating and had to MacGyver his way into turning on life support. 
He also has a cargo full of unobtained rare metal, the thoroughly uninspired core of space trade that is also favored by space pirates because it functions as hard currency, as opposed to the blockchain shit everybody else uses. Ethereum. Mm. Enter. Enter. <laughs> Did you yeah. did you catch that Enter was just blockchain currency? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean everything in this uh is someone else's idea. Yeah. Our hero is immediately targeted by three space pirate ships, and he takes them out easily, because military grade starship controls function very similar to a keyboard and mouse. He recovers a map from their broken ships of the local area and heads to a nearby trading colony, as there are no habitable planets in that star system. At the colony, he's detained by the Port Authority, wow, interesting names, because he's a suspicious person carrying a lot of cargo, but it's all smoothed over when he gives the military information about the space pirate's hideout. Afterwards, he sells all of his cargo and makes an absurd amount of money, because nothing interesting can ever happen in these books, and John, I'm so tired. His liaison with the military, Lieutenant Serena, also keeps people stationed outside his ship to watch him, because I guess he was just such a badass in that fight, she didn't see, that she wants his help dealing with the space pirates. The star system he's in is called the Tarmain system, centered around a star named Tarmain, with the planets named Tarmain, Tarmain 2, Tarmain 3, and Tarmain 4. It's on the border between an empire, which I, uh, I wrote this while writing the while reading the book and i had forgotten the name of the empire it's the granite empire because yeah. because the vastness of space could totally accommodate a singular head of state and the bell bottom sorry bell bellum federation <laughs> hero has yeah, it's a dumb name hero has deemed this important knowledge for us and thus i impart it to you he wanders around the colony one day and meets a space elf named elma Elma has been a mercenary for five years and offers to take Hiro under her wing in exchange for the alcohol on his ship because this 27-year-old Japanese office worker doesn't drink. Sure, light novel. Uh -huh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she helps him get licensed no, as a... <laughs> he drinks just only soda. Yeah. <laughs> Not alcohol. Sure, light novel. Sure. She helps him get licensed as a mercenary, where he takes an aptitude test and beats it breezily, to the shock of both her and the guy running it. Afterwards, she helps him buy groceries, because that's all he really needed help with. Uh-huh. While doing that, Hiro sees a young girl with big breasts. They mention it constantly. This is not my fault. Being dragged down an alleyway to be raped. I don't have a better way to word yep. this. That's just what's happening. The... Yeah. The book walks around it constantly despite clearly saying it i don't know why i don't i don't know why here yeah they're 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 just taking her down the aisle or down the alley who who knows what they would do with her down that dark alley while they're ripping her yeah. clothes off yeah, I mean it's 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 not rape. We're right? not going to say the word rape ever, but but like it's uh, clearly rape. Yeah, she's just she's just non consensually having her clothes removed while being dragged down an alley by three dudes. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not rape, right? Right. Right. right? No, it is. Guys? It is. Oh. <laughs> Hero sets his phaser to burn and chases the would-be rapists away, even as Elma asks him to not bother inter- intervening. He then takes the girl, whose name is Mimi, under his care, despite Elma telling him what the implications of that are. Hint, it's fucking. He pays off Mimi's hefty debt, buys her some clothes with Elma's help, and takes her back to his ship to start a platonic coexistence. Just kidding! He fucks her that very night! Afterwards, we get a full half-chapter detailing the desperate situation she found herself in after her parents' death and how she was fully expecting Hero to take advantage of her, but then was caught off guard by just how nice of a fucking guy he is, and combining that with Elma fucking enabling this shit by buying her some birth control, pain pills, and negligee, Mimi decides to fuck him anyway, and Hero being a fucking piece of shit puts up the bare minimum of resistance before caving in and doing it. I'm writing this part immediately after having read that chapter, and let me tell you, this makes the whole series a lost cause from here on out. Forget about having a good time, because good times are not found here. Yeah. 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 Like, it doesn't even... the, The underage shit does not matter. We don't even know that at this point. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this situation is one where he should have said no. If you want to do, uh-huh. if, Mimi, if you want to do that later, the, later we can build towards that. But right now, this is clearly the power dynamic is all wrong. Yes, like, like I one hundred, like you, when you you start talking about the platonic coexistence from the beginning of the whole section with Mimi, I was like, no, oh, they're doing this again because it's a standard trope where. You know, the guy saves the girl and she falls in love with him and he's clueless and and he's he's helping her. And then eventually down the line, they'll grow to like each other and, you know, they'll they'll have a relationship. Right. And then he just fucks. Her. Yeah. Like <laughs> and, and it, it just completely caught me off guard because the, the especially because like. Light novels are horny. Yeah, it's 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 just a fact. All of them are, pretty but they're much. usually in like, like a like blue ballsy all... kind of kind of horny. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 all horny, and and like some of them are explicit, and they have sex, and it's explicit, and most of them don't, and it's you know it's like oh will they won't they you know she's hot she's getting into a situation ha <laughs> ha not today um. And then this one, they just they just fuck. But it's not like and then he penetrated her over and over. it's it's like they had sex. Anyways, moving on. We had other stuff to talk. Like like <laughs> Dude, why'd you have the sex? <laughs> <laughs> like like it's it's so weird because it's a different kind of blue balls. Cause it's like Ah, they had sex. But like we're not going to talk about it at all, so you're not going to get to imagine it. Which, again, I don't want to. This is gross from the beginning. It's just what I'd expect from this. But they, they just, it's like, blah, 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 sex happened. And- blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> like, like it's, 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 
there's there's no fluff about it there's no details it's just and then they had sex right like i would afterwards then blah i would actually be fine with this this relationship if they went into more detail about the sex it's weird but like that's like romance novel kind of shit right like you don't have yeah. you don't have to have a good relationship in a book like they can have a um uh, an off balance power dynamic in the book and it's like it's hot and and like people like to put themselves into that kind of situation in their minds it's a safe way to enjoy that kind of like relationship but yeah. then they don't do any of the hot stuff and also hero yeah. is never presented as a bad guy for doing this like he's never presented yeah. as like a complicated individual or anything he's the hero i mean he is he's the hero yeah. of the story <laughs> like like it never questions these actions and that's what i would need yeah. like i need a little bit more questioning of the actions and i need like the actual stuff to be on the page because otherwise i don't know what people are getting out of this yeah it's it it's just it it didn't need to happen yeah <laughs> like it it contributes nothing to the story yeah because there are no sex scenes he just says they have sex then the the sex scene never pushes the story forward it's just yeah, which is what you need from a good sex scene. Like it needs there there needs to be some kind of character development or some kind of uh, like something happening. It, but it it nothing ever. Or happens. it needs to be hot. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it isn't. It 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 really it's it's sterile. It's it's like it's clinical like in I a said, way. And then they have sex. Like the word copulated Afterward, is never used, stuff but happens. the word copulated could have been used everywhere. Because Yes, and it it wouldn't have been a surprise <laughs> at all. Because that's what they do. Uh, they copulate. They don't have steamy yeah. hot shower sex. They they go to the bathroom and play with each other and then they leave and then they do the things that push the story forward. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's insane <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous to read i'm just like either tell me what happens or don't do this <laughs> moving on oh fuck they fuck again in the morning all right he's got plans to eat breakfast check her vitals at the infirmary go shopping for clothes and god damn it they fucked again <sighs> Get some training materials at the Mercenary Guild. While at the store, they're helped by an employee in a bunny outfit, because of course they are, who tells them about their membership program, where you can see what Mimi looks like in any of their clothes in the store's app. He pays for it. Gross. (laughs) Then they go to the Mercenary Guild, where the big tough guy who runs it literally breaks down into tears and has to be carted off at the knowledge that Hero has a fuck buddy while he's still single. (sighs) they get mimi her operator training manuals and a self-defense gun she doesn't know how to use smart 
the Galactic Police. So, <laughs> I I looked it up. It doesn't like there. There's two places where it talks about um the the sex because it it's first him and and then her perspective, and then uh then there's the uh the chapter after. So one ends with fine i said i'll be gentle as i can and she nodded and relaxed in my arms the end uh then the other one from her perspective is i relaxed content and happy in his arms and then the next sentence for the next chapter is mimi's medicine worked like a charm the deed went off without a hitch and the deed was in italics I don't have the page yes. open, but I remember the deed was it, in italics. It, 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 I was if you didn't say that, I would <laughs> yes. And and it's that page <laughs> is going to be burned into my memory forever. The deed in italics. <laughs> yeah, the deed went off without a hitch, and by the end, we were both resting contented. Like. Mimi passed out right away, understandably exhausted from the day's events. She lay next to me, breathing gently. They don't mention anything! <laughs> and also, the deed. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Honestly, they All get right. more into detail with how he fucks Elma later, but... But not much. But not much. The Galactic Police, belonging to a specific empire or federation or an Interpol-like entity, it's not clear at this point in the story what galactic police means um but they have plans to attack the space pirate headquarters and hire a bunch of mercenaries to help including hero and elma before the battle hero notes that elma's ship is a super high-speed vehicle that occasionally goes out of control but assumes she'll be fine because she's a veteran i worded that like he actually assumes she'll be fine but he doesn't he he, he thinks that she's in <laughs> over her head with that thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the ensuing dogfight hero shows up everybody else by tripling the kills his nearest competitor makes and witnesses elma's ship indeed rampage out of control until it damages a police cruiser he leaves her behind because it's not his business and when the fighting is over it salvages what's left in the pirate ships he took down including something called a singing crystal this is apparently a rare item that drives people mad with the tone it constantly makes, and when destroyed, summons thousands of crystal life forms from the edge of the universe. Cool. They go back home, and Mimi goes off to take a shower, while Hiro sniffs the air around her seat to see if she pissed herself. Gross. Yeah, I had forgotten about this. <laughs> I hate this author. I, I, there's enough bad that's happening that I, like... <laughs> That happened. And I was you like, forgot oh, about him I, sniffing the air where where her seat is. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot, and and it's not even like a uh, maybe he did, maybe no, he he does. Yeah, and it's gross, and fuck this author. But the dog fights are cool. I'm gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> they they yeah, are actually the cool. The dog fights are cool. <laughs> The do- I mean, it's hard to to mess up a a, a cool dog fight. But it, it, you can you can easily fuck up a dog you, fight. But you, this you can't. And with everything else that he's fucking, you up, would think he it, would. It's surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the dog fights are the most readable parts of the book. 
They're even despite all of the bad science going into the space shit, like it's pretty easy to ignore it and just get into like like the cool shit he's doing because he does actually pull off interesting maneuvers and stuff. Yeah. Like it's clear that yeah, the it's, author it's, has it's like watched or read sci-fi and like took away that you can do really cool shit in it and just didn't understand any uh, of the science. Mostly he plays games. Um He doesn't talk about which one no, he but does. He, he mentions Oh, does he Elite Dangerous and Stellaris? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, pretty much he wrote this book because he played Elite Dangerous and Stellaris and was like, ooh, I love these. Let me make some fan fiction about it where the people fuck, but I'm not actually had, I've never actually had sex, so I don't know how to write that. So we're just not going to write that part. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it, with that... Also being said, we don't know anything about Ryuto, like, at all. The author? Other than he's gross and probably a virgin. Well, I'm saying, like, he could just be, like, a late teenager, which makes the... It makes a bit more sense if he's writing about fucking teenagers, if he's close to them in age. Yes... So and and also the fact that he doesn't understand that a uh, a Japanese businessman is absolutely consuming alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if, uh, you've never worked an office job. Yeah, I understand now why you don't know that every single one of them drinks after work. <laughs> I mean, I don't work an office job, and I also frequently drink after work. Well, but we don't live in Japan either. And like in, in Japan, yeah. it's like part of the office culture. Like your boss, your yeah. boss, and your coworkers—they take you out to drink after work, and that's just like what yeah. you do. And a smoke. Yeah. Although the smoking is kind of optional because they don't smoke indoors either anymore. So. Yeah. So that that we don't know enough to say he's a complete monster with that one. It does make it difficult to read, though. But also, we aren't in the target demographic. <laughs> there, there's also that <laughs> to be is? said. <laughs> like, the target demographic is teenage boys. Like, pretty clearly. Yeah. We're 27, 28, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. If we were 17 and reading that, it would be less gross I'm just trying to give a little bit more perspective it's still weird to do what I say later it's still weird to put it in here and gross yeah. but it's a uh, it depends on on him yeah anyway while doing errands in town, Hero learns that Elma has a three million enter debt to the Galactic Police, and she'll be imprisoned if she doesn't pay it off soon. He pays it off, and she joins the crew, while he pretends to not understand that this will inevitably lead to him fucking her. This is a long chapter, and that's the only worthwhile thing that happened. 
Oh, and I guess Lieutenant Serena is angry at the accountants for giving Elma a deadline despite her orders not to penalize the mercenary. Which, I don't know, makes it seem like you don't have good structure in your military organization. Well, I mean, this is the second time that uh, there's been corruption. Because, like, the first time... You, you didn't even mention it, I don't The think. Port Authority um, guy was trying to bribe oh, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or was it was trying to get him to bribe yeah. him, and, yeah, this... But also, the Port Authority um, guy isn't related... Like, it's a d- completely different organization from hers, which is a military organization. And that kind of shit flying in yeah. a military setting is kind of like grounds for court-martial? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it made me feel like it was a secondary thing. I don't know. Yeah. Elma gets on the ship and they fuck. They go on some missions to regain all the funds he spends rescuing her from her debt. Then the three of them fuck together. Just so much fucking. And mentions of fuck juices. So fucking gross. He looks up Age of Consent in this universe at one point and finds it's 15, noting he's in the clear legally to fuck Mimi. This doesn't give her a specific age other than older than 15 years and zero days. Gross. One day they're out bounty hunting and run across Belbellum Federation ships scouting out the star system. Hero blows them up and takes their data to the Galactic Police, which I think finally explicitly confirms them to be working specifically for the Granic Empire. In selling them this data, he also gets volunteered into the Defense Force by Lieutenant Serena. He attends a meeting where everyone is jealous of his two girlfriends because Hero is the only man capable of having sex in this universe, and he offers to perform a strategy of executing the incoming Force's flagship as soon as it exits hyperdrive. Knowing this book, this will work easily. It worked easily. The plan to take out their flagship and destroy the Singing Crystal, unleashing crystal crystal life forms on their fleet, went off without a hitch, and Hero walks away with a nice payday. Afterwards, Lieutenant Serena starts spamming Hero to join the Imperial fleet, and to avoid being roped into any more of her plans, he leaves the Tarmane system, though the end of the book suggests Serena will be following after him. Also, I didn't mention this, but at one point, Hero starts to think that uh, Elma and Mimi might be fucking, like, each other just by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if so, that's a nice bit of representation, at least. It's just so... Although, that also puts in... That's a a bigger age gap than um, Hero and Mimi, also, because... Uh, Elma's 54. Well, yeah, but she's 54 and her race lives to 500. So, like, you, you gotta think of, like, the, the time system there. Because, like, as an elf, she matures later than others. So she's probably actually less mature than, um, what's his name? Hirokun. Yeah. <laughs> Also, we uh, it's hero spelled H I R O. Yeah, yeah, everyone knew. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone knew that already. Uh, I'm just saying because uh, it, it, you know it's hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, yep. uh, any other thoughts on the book, John? 
I hate this. Y- you hate it? I I hate this. I'm not looking forward to the other two books that I already have. We we need to to be better about this in the future. Yeah, I was mentioning this to you in Discord this week that uh, after this, I'm going to need to start implementing a test of some kind. I yeah. don't know what necessarily that will entail, but there needs to. I need to do something because uh, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that light novels could do that. (laughs) Could just be trash? No, could, uh, like, you could potentially fuck a 15-year-old in a light novel. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, Japan has very strict laws about the, uh, their fiction. Like, there are certain things you're not allowed to do in fiction. That's why in the Yakuza games, no one... None of the Yakuza in the Yakuza games do drugs because it's illegal yeah. for them to portray people doing drugs. Like, at all. So, um, federal law in Japan is Age of Consent 15. Oh. Now, o- almost every single every, prefecture Every single prefecture has, has raised it to, like, 16 or 17 at the it's, least. It's not every but most prefectures have raised it and and all of the the big ones like the the tokyo prefecture etc are like 21 even like they 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 push it beyond just because this is gross (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh. so i guess I guess that's why it gets away with it because federal law says it's yeah. not technically illegal. Yeah. Because it's important to remind people that as much stuff comes out of Japan that we love and enjoy, you know, anime, movies, um, video games and stuff. Games. Uh, yeah. The government is essentially Light fascist. Novels that aren't this. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they they are essentially run by neo Nazis. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That's that. That's yeah, why yeah. this shit is on federal books. Yeah, and they're they they've got you know, in many ways, like they've got peace on the streets for the most part. Like their streets are very safe. It's one um, of the safest countries can, in the world. Which is mentioned in yeah. this book, and he's right. Like so, like that. That there's there's a lot of of really good, really progressive things, and then also their treatment of LGBT is some of the worst in uh, the world. It's it's very backwards. So like, <laughs> there's good and there's bad, and it it ain't it ain't all golden over there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm bummed. I'm bummed because there's so much bad in this book, but there's enough good where it's like... Like, I just want him to write a better book. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just write about about this group of friends just doing dogfights out in space. That's cool. 
That that would be cool. That's like yeah. the best parts of Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Like the I'd be good with that. There, there's a reason why a new hope ends with a dog fight, and that's because it's the coolest part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do more of that. Do uh, less of the uh the fucking and or if or if you're gonna do the fucking like write it like write a write a yeah. steamy romance novel like 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 actually yeah write it. like go all in that's that's my advice to Ryuto like don't take these half measures because you want to be horny but you still want to be like like anime adaptation friendly like go all in. Take take a big step forward. <laughs> uh, it looks like they also did survival in another world with my mistress. Yeah, I think that's mentioned in the afterworld. Afterward, I mean, um, yeah. I'm never going to read yeah. that. No, <laughs> like after this, this is the only series by Ryuto we will ever read. <laughs> yeah. And it probably yeah. ends after book three. Uh. Although he doesn't get put on the same list. I'm going to say this. He doesn't get put on the same list as whoever the fuck wrote the Invincible Shovel. Who the- oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's like, <laughs> we, we, I agree. There is a significant difference between um, actual writing and this. Like, 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 this is actual writing, and the Invincible Shovel isn't. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'll definitely grant you that. <laughs> like, like, I'm not gonna put him on the same blacklist as that, but uh, tests have to be done, and more stringent, more <laughs> stringent ones for Ryuto than even I implement for. <laughs> for the standard books, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the list you go on. Uh, <laughs> Yasahachi Suchise is on the blacklist. We, like, we just don't look at his books anymore. Uh, no. Ryuto never. goes on the uh, I'm watching you list. <laughs> <laughs> we will scrutinize you before we ever read and that's not like the ones to watch list this is this is a police stakeout (laughs) uh you're on the fbi's most (laughs) fortunately the books that i have chosen for the foreseeable future are all safe because they're sao well no that's not true you also put, um, instead of becoming the, the hero, I've reincarnated as a billionaire volume two on here. And that was by no, far the worst book we've read. <laughs> no. From no. a pure writing standpoint, that was worse the invin- than the Invincible Shovel. <laughs> no. Yes. It was. Not even close. It was borderline unreadable. <laughs> no. It was nowhere near as bad as that. We're talking orders of magnitude better. <laughs> it was still bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll grant you that. It was still trash. 
But it was orders of magnitude better than the invincible shitball. <laughs> Only... B- <laughs> Actually, I can't even say that because Alan also didn't fuck anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh... But, I mean, at the end of the day, we've already read the one. So, like, the second one... It, it, it's it's necessary especially since there's only two so that's that's fine now i don't know like a couple years from now there there's one set up for me and we'll you know when we get there we'll see what and it is at but. that point these things can change <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so far in the yeah. future the two i'm not removing though because i got two i got two classics on here i've got I've got Infinite Dendrogram coming up as the one I picked next. And then later, not not that second one, but the third <laughs> one I've got on here is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. And that's that's just some good shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Listen, I don't know about Wolf of Story. Wolf of Story needs to go through a test, <laughs> especially since especially since I recent there's a uh you know Mother's Basement? Yeah. Um, his girlfriend. Yeah, I'm aware that they exist. His girlfriend Yazzie has a, a YouTube channel called Best Girls Basement, and uh, she like reviews manga and stuff. And I watched a video of hers recently. And there's a manga that's all about fucking dogs. Um, <laughs> that's a manga. Oh. That's a manga that exists. <laughs> so Wolf Wolf Story has to go through a test. Because it could be about fucking dogs. I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing I had to worry about. And then I watched that video. <laughs> and now it's a thing I have to worry about. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Uh, Reborn as a space mercenary is like... Ranked higher than four stars. Oh my, on Goodreads, it's, like, it's, it's so highly ranked. <laughs> Four point four point two five on Goodreads. Like, People love this. Uh, and I, it has to be the dog fights. It has to be. I mean, it, it has to. <laughs> Those are like, so good. They're they're actually so good. <laughs> they're okay. Everything around them is um, hot garbage. Or just boring. I, I'm shocked that the the Invincible Shovel has a 3.27. That's way, that's way too higher high. than I can't, what it is. I can't trust people if that's how. I can't trust reviews. Yeah. What? <laughs> that yeah. should be a one. That should just be one stars across the board. Uh, I'm... No, I hate these people. <laughs> They're wrong. All right. Um. Well, we're at the Actually, end. Actually, I did. What do we do I did read end? one of the before we did the the podcast. I did read some of the reviews on Goodreads, and one of them mentions that he likes that the relationship is all between consenting adults. And I just had to be like, <laughs> "Did you read the book? Did you read it?" Yeah. <laughs> Did, did did you even read the book? Like, 
And also, let's talk about the meaning of the word consent, because again, the power dynamic between him and both Elma and Mimi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because by the time he starts fucking Elma, uh, she's three million enter in debt to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, man. Do you know what's horrible? What? The fact that there are four of the Invincible Shovel books, so we could take a season doing it. We won't. No, we won't. <laughs> That's the blacklist, remember? Oh. <laughs> Man, the, the I'm looking at book four on Amazon. It says, Alan has literally gone to hell and back to reclaim the final orb. <laughs> Didn't he go to hell and back? Oh. In the prologue to the first book? Yes, the prologue, which was the only good part of the book. And then they referenced it from then on as like, hey, remember when this was at all good? Remember that story we told you in like three paragraphs at the start of the book? And it was by far the most interesting idea we had. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, so what are you looking forward to for next week? Oh, um, there's this artist that I've gotten into, this music artist. Uh, she goes by Soccer Mommy. She makes this, <laughs> listen, it's a ridiculous name, but she makes this like, like a kind of downbeat rock music. It's pretty good. So I, I, I'm going to be okay. listening to the two albums of hers that I've bought more than I have already. So... Okay. I mean, expect that to be my okay. glowing weak point for next week once I've listened to those albums some cool. more. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, playtests that I'm doing for my game on Wednesday. So I've got a got a group together to do the playtests. Oh, and I'm excited to get back into the uh, tabletop I've been doing with my friends. Oh, that starts yeah. back up tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You sound bummed. So anyways, okay. um, <laughs> uh, announcements for next week. Are we doing anything special next week? What what thing are we doing? Uh, are we keeping accountable or are we doing media? Which would you rather do? Which are you feeling uh, more? Having jumped on mini clip earlier this week, uh, I'd say keeping account uh, media that made us. Okay, you want to pick one? <sighs> In fact, we'll each we'll each do one. That's that's how we'll do it. We'll okay. both bring one to the table and like like this week, I'll let you pick what yours is, and then I'll pick one to match you. So like, if you pick a movie, then I'll pick a movie. If you pick music, then I'll pick music. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we, we just talked about music, so, uh, let's do music, and I, I've already written down some things down below for, for, like, future media to talk about. Um, yeah, screw it. I've already talked about them a bunch. Fire and Frenzy. Like, the band, or, like, an album by them, or? Uh, just the band in general. Okay. (laughs) Then, if you're talking about a band, then I'm going to talk about Cake. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to talk about the, uh, the media that made us that, that influenced who we are today and what we like. And, and, uh, so if you want to check it out before we talk about it next week, it's uh, Five Iron Frenzy, the band, and Cake, the band. Yeah, and I'll be listening to some more um, Cake in the lead up, and I guess I'll I'll pick out some Five Iron Frenzy to listen to since that's one that I've never come across. You know? Yeah, I mean, the, all their albums are good. I'd personally stay away from the uh, the B sides. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're. Uh, shorter albums i wasn't going to pick it they're they're great i wasn't going to pick up b-sides album to start with anyway (laughs) (laughs) what was Um, your first gorillas album oh it was g-sides yeah g-sides really got me into gorillas (laughs) what (laughs) uh and then maybe we'll talk about anime you think or oh yeah i've already Ah, watched uh a haran san wahakaranai Oh, cool! Because that—that's one of the ones I wasn't going to. Okay, it was, it was so, pretty cute. One of the like three anime that I'm not intending to watch this week or this season. And they didn't—they didn't translate the title probably because it doesn't translate well into English. I, I think no. it generally means like it's hard to tell with a, a Haran san. Yeah. That was yeah no that's that sounds about yeah right. that's how they translated it in the subtitles when something similar was said in the show so that's what I assume it means yeah yeah no that's that's one of the like five that I don't have <laughs> me watching again I went I went through with my wife to be like my wife. The list of all of them let's uh let's pick which ones we're gonna watch and and more specifically which ones we'll watch together and she was just like yeah i'll watch that one yeah i'll watch that one yeah i'll watch that one and, and then we got to the end it was like all right so which one of these do you not really want to watch because you don't have enough time to watch all this <laughs> i don't have enough time to watch all this but i'm gonna try uh oh and i guess i'll watch this healer okay. girl since that's out so i can watch that after the show today Okay. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. I would help us greatly if you'd uh, leave a comment, and, uh, give us like five stars, something like that. Um, share this with someone who looks like Grimace. That's it. You know, it was really, I, I think I did the best job I've ever done writing the recap this week. Um, I really, I I did a better job, like, writing in my own voice, so I didn't have to add as much. Like, the, the pinnacle was that, that rant about, about the fuck, the fucking, like, yeah, I wrote that pretty much exactly how I would have just broken down into it. So. Yeah, I, I think it did, I think it did well. Bye, everyone. Bye.